The cast and guests of Inside IOST do not intend to convey investment or financial advice. Please do your own research before choosing to buy or sell any digital assets or cryptocurrencies. All right, insiders, it is that time of the week. Once again, Inside IOST is coming at you. We've got a little bit of a different setup right now. I am on a uh, desktop computer camera. Pete K is uh, also on the line. Pete, how's it going? It's going great, man. We've been busy. We've been busy. I'm relaxing at home right now, but that's not what I'm going to be doing right after this call. Well, that is good to hear. Uh, Josh is actually so busy that he's not even partaking in the show this week. And uh, that's okay, though. So we, we've got some a little bit of housekeeping I want to talk to the folks about. We're going to do this new premiere uh, function on YouTube where every Wednesday at 6 p.m., that's Eastern Standard Time, New York City time, we will have the premiere. We'll have live chat so you guys can give your feedback on uh, what you think of the show. And uh, that way, there's kind of a set time. You know, People will like to see their shows at a set time, like to hear their podcasts at a set time. So just uh, keep in mind, 6 p.m. Wednesdays is when you're going to be seeing the show. And for our podcast listeners, that's when we'll be dropping the audio. I know it's been a little bit uh, inconsistent, but uh, we're going to be hitting the audio at the same time. If you're listening in the car on the way to work, on the way home, maybe you've got a 6 p.m. commute. That would be perfect, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? That's, that would be perfect. I think that's why we uh, tried to schedule it like that. Sorry for people on the West Coast. They're just getting their 3 p.m. coffee in at that point. But uh, nonetheless, they'll be able to deal with it. Um, we know the insiders are are loyal fans to the show. So without any more uh, housekeeping and stuff on our end, or, or I guess we can talk a little bit about some of the stuff we're doing. Uh, there's been some doom and gloom in the main Telegram group, in the price chat, in pretty much everybody's Telegram groups about IOST. But uh, we're here to, to bring a shot of hopium back into the marketplace, back into the IOST side of things. Uh, and let's start with what we've been doing uh, on our end, why maybe we've been offline a little bit more than usual. Pete, what, what do we have going on behind the scenes? We've got a development project going on behind the scenes. Josh told us about that last week, right, at some length, where it's going to be really easy for people to create wallets to get into the IOST ecosystem right on our website and uh, a very simple step-by-step walkthrough of how to get into IOST, even if you're not into crypto. Right? Even if uh, our viewers maybe have somebody that hears you're into IOST, they're interested in it, they hear you talking about it, they want to get in, but they're not computer savvy, they don't, you know, public keys, private keys, what the, what the heck is this? I already have keys on my keyboard, they're all public, you know. Uh, they, I mean, there, there's people out there who want to get involved, and they don't know what to do. Josh was, Josh was saying, maybe he said on the air, somebody asked him, is there a fee to get out of this investment? You know, so some people are thinking in terms of traditional investing. Well, we want to enable people, and this is not investment advice, we want to enable people to easily get involved in the ecosystem, to set up a wallet, to even start using dApps right from our website in a step-by-step walkthrough. We've been working on that with another partner developer that you guys haven't met who excels at JavaScript development. And then, uh, Evan, you got more and more to add on that, or I'll just head over to New York? Um, well, I think... You know, I, I just want to say that this is really the first step. I think we'll be kind of onboarding people not only to IOST, but into the insiders and the inside IOST community. Uh, and from there, once we have people on board, we can uh, figure out which tools to build 
out to, you know, supplement what we already have. Um, but what did you mention about New York? Let's hear about it. Yeah, well, we've been investigating the idea of a get-together in New York City. I live pretty close to the city. It's a good spot for blockchain. It's a good spot for IOST. There's some IOST people there. And I've uh, been looking around at spaces where we could have a small meetup. I'm not talking about a huge event. I'm not talking about tickets. We're not talking about ridiculous sponsorships from projects and law firms you've never heard of, passing out like like gold-plated Bitcoins and stuff, you know, or I mean the, the chocolate coins, you know, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a friendly get together where people who are interested in development all the way over to the other side, just, just interested in financial, just interested in projects, whatever can sit around, have a beer or, you know, tonic or whatever, whatever you're into and chat about IOST, chat about the goings on, chat about crypto, really connect, really make the community feel more connected. That's what we want. Yeah, and I think maybe that will help uh, drive some more optimism into the community. It seems like um, maybe there's been a little bit of a a, a, a silence or a, a blackout from the IOST Foundation, although they're constantly putting out news. Um, you know, I think uh, yeah. one of the things I like about Jimmy and the IOST Foundation team is they're not out there just doing ridiculous marketing stunts. They're not paying, uh, you know, $5 million to have lunch with Warren Buffett. Is it, isn't that happening like right now? I think that's happening like right now. Is it really? Yeah, it's lunchtime. It's, I know it's happening today. Oh, well, Boy, that's we amazing. Should... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I mean, this actually... is the place to be though, guys. Like you could be having lunch with Justin Son and Warren Buffett, but come on, inside IOST with Pete and Evan. That's <laughs> right. something I would pay $4.7 million for. On, on webcams, on low definition, low resolution webcams. <laughs> we appreciate it if you're here watching. But um, but so Pete, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, we actually, when you and I were in New York, um, the last time we were there, we were talking about like the differences between building out smart contracts and doing development work on EOS and on IOST. And uh, just from like a high level view, you know, your developer, your experience with working on both. Um, I am a, an, an entry level JS developer. I've built rock, paper, scissors recently. I know I've told you that 30,000 times. You're tired of me telling people, but I'm proud of my work. Um, but what, what would you say are like the, the main differences between trying to build uh, platforms or applications on top of IOST as compared to some of the other like C-based languages um, that you see with EOS? Uh, it's, it's really onboarding and ease of building. Now, there's, there's kind of a flip side to that. C++, C gives you a lot more control, like fine-grained control. Maybe you can get some more performance gains out of that because you have lower level control over what's going on. So I understand why EOS picked that. It's a more precise, I guess, language. And JavaScript, however, now the flip side of that, you know, like a precise spoken language is actually very difficult to speak. You know, you've maybe heard of those languages in like Papua New Guinea or wherever, where they have like a word that means to, to walk uh, in water as though one were imitating a fox at night, you know, like, and it's just, it's a word. And I'm not, that's not the actual example, but I'm serious. It's that involved, right? And on the flip side, you have languages like my favorite fake language, Tokipona, which only has 120 words. It's super easy to learn, but you really can't translate a chemistry textbook into it. You know, so there's this balance, even in natural languages, 
between precision and ease of use and ease of learning. And JavaScript and C++ both sit kind of in the middle, but C++ is more towards the precision side, which means you can accidentally mess up more easily because uh, C++ will sometimes not automatically handle something for you that JavaScript would. And if you don't handle it, it's a vulnerability in your contract. JavaScript takes care of that, but it's not quite as efficient or like fine-grained control. So I think that JavaScript is the answer to onboard people. And C++ is the answer for like experienced developers who want high-performance contracts for high-risk applications, which means, as you might be seeing, I'm getting to, we need both to be on, both to be options. So I think that we'll see that, where we'll have multiple languages. IOST has already talked about this with some languages. EOS has talked about this with some languages. We'll have multiple languages available, and they all compile into the, the WebAssembly or whatever the virtual machine uses. And that'll give developers options. If they need to be flexible, they can be flexible. If they need to be precise, they can be precise. If they want to get started quickly, they can do that. And if they want to learn in depth and be careful, they can do that. Yeah, and uh, I love your response there, Pete. I kind of put you on the spot. I know we didn't have that in the notes, that question per se, but uh, you know, with JS and with the web development stack, I was looking at an infographic earlier today. I think it might have been like GitHub uh, repo commits and JavaScript was was way ahead of all the other languages. So in theory, that should be able to help IOST onboard developers who maybe aren't uh, you know, as familiar with all the programming languages or maybe aren't uh, you know, as technical, technically savvy enough like our own Peter K here to sit down and learn C++ in a matter of four days or however long it took you to learn the language. But, uh, but anyway, um, you know, <laughs> I did learn, I did learn Swift in one day, uh, but C++ took me a lot longer. Okay. So just to give people kind of a glimpse into what the team has been doing, they just came out with a new promo video. I'm going to screen share this real quick and uh, bring it up for you guys. Pete, can you see my screen? Blockchain technology holds enormous potential for our future. Can you see and, and hear this? Business, use online yep. services, retain control of our data, and much more. To do this, we need a high-speed network that can scale for global adoption, a developer-friendly network that ensures usability and security for all. Taking a shot at both Ethereum and EOS here as well. Hard to build on and open to manipulation. That's where IOST comes in. Our network scales for global use while ensuring the usability and security. Interesting that uh, they don't include Tron in their little um, display of the the other crypto logos. Yeah, for sure. Including reputation, participation, and behavior. An innovative Byzantine fault tolerance mechanism. Microstate blocks, atomic commit protocol, and dynamic sharding. All, all right. Anyway, I think we get the point of that. Uh, still playing. Yeah, it is. Reducing size, me, uh, cost, and hardware requirements. Let me pause it. Okay. Um, those are some of the things the foundation is probably working on right now. Some of the things we've heard about: microstate blocks, uh, sharding, um, the reputation aspects and behavior aspects. Things we haven't seen fully implemented yet. And when there's no news, like. I mean, there's been news coming out all the time. Yeah, you're right. But it's not like a super exciting piece of news has to come out every day or even every week, guys. I mean, there'd be no time to build. Like, we couldn't announce a new application every every week. Uh, you have to actually build the application. So teams are building, and uh, it's. I think it's unrealistic to expect 
that the same pace of announcements will always be going on. And if it doesn't, something's wrong and the foundation's about to exit scam or whatever the, our chat is saying. Um, so <laughs> uh, that's, that's my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. And did, did you say they're, they're also doing um, platform upgrades like constantly? Didn't we just have an upgrade recently? Yeah. Early this morning at like one fifty three a.m. local. I got a message that we needed to upgrade our node and everybody needed to upgrade. It wasn't tailored to us. Everyone needed to upgrade the node. Uh, there was a release. I, I haven't looked at the details yet, but they're still continuing to work on it. Right. So they're not just uh, sitting around doing nothing. They're definitely hard at work. And it seems like, as we said, again, uh, they're definitely more dev focused right now, but uh, that's fine. I mean, there, you need to have a product before you can go out and market it to the world. In my opinion, that's, yeah. yeah well, I mean, you can't win with this one because earlier on uh, the reputation, I guess the, the news about IOST, the, the here, the, the word on the street about IOST from people who weren't into it uh, was that, Oh, it's just, it sounds like it's just a bunch of marketing. You know, it's like Tron, another Tron, just, just a bunch of marketing stuff. No offense to Tron people. There's some good mid-level managers there, but uh, the, <laughs> You know, it's just it's just a marketing push, and there's not really much dev substance there. And now that we've kind of shifted towards developing, now that we've kind of shifted towards developing, and there's not as much news of partnerships and announcements and features coming out, uh, people just fud the other way. They're like, oh, well, there needs to be more marketing. So yeah, there needs to be both, and I think we need to have time to work on those things. Right, time is time is of the essence, and. Uh... It's important that people understand we're only three months into mainnet being launched. So that's crazy. It seems like so much longer. Yeah, you know? <laughs> only three months, and um, people people getting antsy out there. People looking at the price too much. I think uh, I think you just got to relax, wait it out. I mean, we saw Bitcoin make a big run up. IOST made a big run up before that. Now it's kind of churning. I don't know. I think we'll see some. I think we'll see some moves in in a positive way. No uh, investment advice for me, but uh, patience patience is a virtue, and it's always key when you're dealing with things like this. With any software development, it's it's always it always takes longer than you would predict it would. So, at least it's that's the old, way it worked. It's an old adage that the markets take money away from the impatient and give them to the patient. It's you know it's not always true. Some people are excellent day traders or whatever, but even they are patient, waiting for the right opportunity. And uh, just, we got you got to be patient. Uh, don't let emotion take control. This is not financial advice, even though it's super <laughs> sounding like financial advice. But in general decision-making, when emotions take control, that's like the end of, of good decision-making. You know, patience is key. I agree. Patience is key. And uh, I don't know, anything else you want to talk about tonight while we're... Uh premiering here yeah we had something okay yeah there's a report i wanted to bring up actually i'm gonna put my glasses on let's see how do i share my screen share all right oh it lets me pick which of my multiple desktops i'd like to share i'd like to share this can you see it yep so eos 42 this is not an eos uh announcement eos 42 put out this uh this little report examining the current state of delegated proof of stake networks for our mobile viewers, I guess I'll kind of try to zoom in a little bit. And so it's a quantitative analysis of EOS, Tron, and LISC, zooming out backfired. All right, quantitative analysis of EOS, Tron, and LISC. It's just a quick report. 
And uh, basically, it argues uh, that voter distribution is an important metric. And this 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 reader's going nuts. All right, here we go. Uh, and brings up this voter distribution graph. Up here in the top left, we see EOS, how the top had 39 block producers. So only the top 21 actually produce blocks, but the top 39, you know, there's like 80 or so that actually get payouts. And so the top 39 of, of votes, uh, are the top 39 producers by vote, the votes are distributed like this, okay? Mm -hmm. And then we have Tron over here, but we're super representatives and the votes are distributed like this. It's actually very top weighted. Um, and then LISC, it kind of goes this way, and this is IOST down here. So you see that IOST has this kind of precipitous drop where the top few block producers have 14, 12, 10% of all votes. And, uh, and then it really drops off. We're, we're somewhere, what, down here, right? In the 20s. I think we're 30th. Okay, inside IOST is down here at 30. We're doing fine there. We're very happy for our voters supporting us. We're going to be doing a lot of things there. But if you'd like to vote for Inside IOST and see us <laughs> move up this, this chart a little bit so that we can do even more for the ecosystem, that'd be great. Uh, but so you see that the first node has 11 times more than the 19th node and 21 times more than the 28th node, which is a, just a huge difference. If you look at Tron, the scale is not as, as great here. Um, the first node has four times more than the 19th and so on. So I think that this is actually kind of part of a result of one token, one vote. And, uh, and that on EOS, you have this wide distribution because when you vote, you vote for 30 BPs. So it spreads out. Now EOS is considering moving to one token, one vote, in which case I think we would see people voting for the top nodes, right? Maybe the, uh, the current, kind of, not, not cartel, that's not the word I want to use, the current uh, alliance of block producers in China often voting for themselves um, and something they view as, as good business practice and it's working. Uh, the current uh, alliance would kind of fall apart because you'd need to just vote for your own node and not vote for all your friends at the same time. And then I think we'd see a push down towards more like an IOST graph. So mm -hmm. I, I don't actually think this is, this says anything as far as you know, how the networks are running. Yes, it's true that there's this broad distribution here on EOS, but you could also interpret that as the same amount of votes dominating the top 21, you know, and that these are all just the same voters, right? So distribution of votes does not mean distribution of voters on these other networks. On IOST, distribution of votes does mean distribution of voters, or at least distribution of tokens. Um, and then it goes into uh, inflation rate. We can see that IOST is doing pretty good. Uh, if for just way off the charts. And then finally, block reward distribution. And this is what they've talked about the most. I don't know if we want to keep all of this. The block reward distribution on IOST is very heavily weighted towards the, the top guys. Um, this, this kind of surprised me, I got to say. Uh, like the distribution, like the 19th, the first node makes 21 times more than the 28th node. While that's not true in these other chains. But I would point out that a whole lot more money is required to be 39th on EOS than is required to be, you know, even fifth or whatever on IOST. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the exact numbers, but 
Evan, you and I and Josh, we put together this node for IOST. We got some voters, some grassroots movement. We became a node. You couldn't do that on EOS. You need a lot more voting power behind you. Yeah, it would be really hard to see a node pretty much spin up today and <clears throat> make it into the top 21 on EOS. Not saying it's impossible, but uh, one of the things that I like about IOST is that even just today um, or in the last week or so, you see a new node, um, they accumulate the votes needed and, and they can make it into the top you know, 20 or 30 and then start contributing to the community. So I do like also, that aspect of IOST. Also, I think there's, there's something here that's, that I just noticed. This is distribution of daily vote rewards, excluding quarterly rewards and block rewards. Mm. Ah, wow, that, that's okay. That, that just makes the comparison. I hate to say it's disingenuous. I, I know that they put it here. Uh, but if people, if you see people just throwing out these charts and saying these platforms are better than IOST or whatever, uh, make sure you note that. The quarterly rewards and block rewards, that's three quarters of the total rewards. Right. So 75% of the rewards are not even being considered in this graph. Uh, that's something that isn't known right now. So hopefully we don't end up having people watch the show and they, they're like, I want to be a block producer for one of these awesome chains. And then they see IOST and they're like, what the hell? I'm never doing that. That's, uh, that's <laughs> right. not, it's not quite accurate. Uh, okay. I thought that was really informative and uh, we'll definitely throw that report down into the, um, into the description of the video. Uh, that was by, what is it? EOS 42. Is that the name? EOS 42. And again, thanks for the research. As far as I could tell, it's, it's correct. Um, they're not necessarily making insinuations and there was that disclaimer. I just wish it was louder that that's only 21%. Right, right. And that's a hard concept for people to understand too, especially if you're outside IOST, we're inside IOST and it took us a while to grasp kind of how the rewards work. So uh, I don't blame them for not completely being accurate with that because it does fluctuate a lot depending on how you, uh, what tier you are inside of. But um but hey, that's that's good. Uh, I, I love the charts there. I think that's really cool to see how the, the votes are distributed. Pete, I have one question for you before we wrap up tonight. What is that thing behind you? Is that like a, a mining rig set up there? Other side. Oh, yeah, this is a mining rig. It's, it's off right now. It's just a one card thing. Uh, just It's open air, you know? Hey, cool. Nice. You yeah. just blow on it. I, when thought, it you meant, I thought you meant this Bitcoin puzzle painting. No, the Bitcoin puzzle painting is cool too. Uh, that's been solved though, right? Yeah, it's been solved. Uh, the actual, the uh, these, I don't know how visible this is right now uh, because I can't see myself, but these keys were like a 011010 and that like decrypted the flames. Uh, it's the, the width, the length, and the inner and outer color that mattered. And if you like went around in a circle, it gave you the key and it also gave you like a, a message. I think it was like peace, beauty and love or something like that. Um, Maybe we can make one for IOST one of these days. Put your, uh, an IOST puzzle would be cool. There, yeah. there was an IOST puzzle that was out there. It was kind of geometric. I don't know if you remember like crisscrossing mm -hmm. lines. I don't even know if that was solved. I, I didn't, I didn't see the, the close to that. There's also, anyway. I saw, uh, Jason Stallings from our, our channel, big shout out to Jason Stallings. He's a dev in the IOST community. He had a, he had like a hardcore riddle going on for IOST. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I did see that. And I actually have a riddle going on for EOS. Um, it's not a private key riddle. 
uh, but it's like a win EOS riddle. And I'll I'll do the next one with a different coin. I was going to do Bitcoin next, but I might do the one after that with IOST. And nice. uh, of course, my, mine won't be like cryptography or anything. It'll be like uh, some historical rabbit hole you have to go down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to check that out, head over to Pete's Twitter. It is Bitkenstein X. And, Wittgenstein uh, was banned. Wittgenstein X is where it's at. Evan right. says Wittgenstein. He's wrong. I always get it wrong. <laughs> All right. Anything else for the folks at home watching, Pete? I think that's great. Keep up with the uh, the daily DAP reports the IOST Foundation puts out. Please hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Smash hit, that like button. Hit that review button. Nora, Nora Perez commenting. She's whoever it is. They keep saying uh, make sure to remind people to like it. So uh, shout out to Nora for being a continual viewer and always hitting the like button. We appreciate it. Yeah, we're we're bad at. I mean, we're not bad at it, but we self promotion isn't really the first thing on our minds a lot of times. And, uh, <laughs> right. Unlike Justin Sun, which that reminds me, I'm going to go find out how that lunch went. <laughs> Warren Buffett's going to come out and be like, all of Berkshire Hathaway is investing in crypto, all crypto. <laughs> Not Bitcoin. Tron, yes. Yeah. Tron is getting all of Berkshire Hathaway's funds. Tron flips Bitcoin tomorrow. Watch. All right. Not investment <laughs> advice. Not investment advice. I wonder if his guests showed up. He, invented, he invited Vitalik, Charlie Lee, uh, someone else. Pompliano? Maybe. And uh, yeah. Pump would show up, I think. I think so, yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate you hanging out with us on this Wednesday night. For Peter K., I am Evan Schindler. This is Inside IOST, and we will see you next week. <laughs>